Welcome back to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Meet Rosanna Lockwood. You might have noticed, but change that to me and Piers. I'm standing in all week. Pleasure to be with you. Now, we are revisiting this story that Piers did this fascinating interview on last week. I'm sure you saw it. TikTok man is Mizzy. He's the young man who performs pranks on the general public before uploading them to social media. He is very much back in trouble again, remanded in custody at the weekend for reportedly breaching a court order not to film members of the public without their consent. This is the video here of his arrest. Now, this new arrest took place just a few days after Mizzy, whose real name, by the way, is Bakari Bronzagaro. He took part in an exclusive and fiery interview with Piers on this very show, in this very studio. He gave us then some insight into why he continues to create havoc. You've only got a tiny fine today. No deterrent to you whatsoever. You don't show any real remorse. You don't UK, really care, do you? The UK laws are weak, simple as. And that's huh? not, the UK laws are weak, simple as, and that's mm. not my fault. Which begs the question, does Missy have a point? Are UK laws weak, simple as? Should the criminal justice system deal with young offenders harsher and earlier than it currently does, or is it fit for purpose? Joining me to debate all of this, Mizzy's friend, fellow TikTok star Billy the Goat, who spoke to the prankster in the days leading up to his arrest. Also joining us there from Norway of all places, criminal barrister Casey, Chris Dorr. And here in the studio, I'm joined by Talk TV contributor Esther Kraku. Thanks so much, Esther. I'll come back to you shortly, but first let's get over to Billy, uh, shall we? Because Billy's mate, he's the mate of Mizzy, so you were able to talk to us firsthand about your knowledge of Mizzy. Um, last we knew, he's remanded back in custody again. Have you checked in with Mizzy and how he's doing? Uh, no, um, to be honest, like, I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't say mate, to be honest with you. Like, I wouldn't say I'm a mate, to be honest, because, like, I, I only kind of know him through social media. But obviously, he has someone that I've been, I've communicated with, that I've spoken to him. And I feel like my interview kind of brought a different side of him that, like, pairs his one did again, trying to say, so that's why I'm... That's why I might have come across to the outside world that we're mates, but I wouldn't say we're mates, but um, definitely someone that, like, definitely someone that don't wish any harm on him, to be okay. honest with you. All right, you saw that interview you did with Piers then. Yeah. Um, what did you make of it? Because I know it went pretty viral. A lot of people mm. saw it. Did you get much mm. reaction uh, from people you knew? How did they think Mizzy performed? If I'm being honest with you, I feel like the interview went exactly how I expected it to go. Like, I don't really know what anyone, anyone expected. Like, you brought, like, a prankster that's like 18 on like one of the big like a like a professional tv show like i didn't expect them to actually have any proper dialogue if i'm being honest with you and another thing is like i don't know i feel like with there's a certain way you talk to people i'm trying to say like you don't you don't speak to everyone the same way like obviously i understand pairs has his own interviewing style but i feel like sometimes according to who you're interviewing you kind of have to change up a little bit and me personally i don't think he handled the mizzy thing well but then again I don't really blame him because Mizzy, Mizzy is a lot to handle, for being honest. So, yeah. <laughs> he did, he, I did meet Mizzy in the makeup room. He is a character. Look, uh, yeah, Piers yeah. isn't here to defend himself. He has got his own interviewing style. This is his show, and he's kind enough to put me in the seat tonight uh, to speak to you. But let's just talk mm. about the punishment side of it because that's what we're going to talk to our next guests about as well. Uh, Mizzy said that the UK laws were weak. And I just want to go back to Billy. Uh, do you think Mizzy's right to say they're weak because he's currently remanded in custody? Obviously, that's his opinion. And me personally, like, I've never had any accounts with the system. Like, I wouldn't be able to give a first-hand opinion on whether the week or not. But obviously, the public opinion was that, like, I think it was, like, £350 finally got. The public opinion is that that is, like, a bit of, a, like, a get-off. But at the same time, when you really look at the situation, like, 
I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's weak, but then again, it depends which angle you want to look at it, though. It depends which angle you want to look at it, because realistically, it's like, I don't know what the exact laws are. I don't know what the punishments are for each crime, realistically. So I couldn't say whether they're weak or not, to be honest. I don't know. So uh, coming to Esther in the studio, the, the, the idea behind this is that Mizzy feels uh, somehow licensed to behave the way he does because the laws are so weak. I mean, that is what he said to Piers. You and I were watching it from yeah. the studio. He was saying, look, the UK laws are weak. I'm just going to have my fun. I don't care if it's negative or positive. I just want engagement. So do we need to change the UK system? Um, yes, obviously. But I think it's, it's a combination of two different things. This is clearly an example of extremely bad parenting. Uh, and there's only so much that the uh, penal system can actually rectify in that situation. Uh, this is a kid who is hungry for attention. And that's what the social media era we're living in um, is clearly feeding him. So he has no boundaries. Obviously, the deterrent should have been more than a 350 pound fine. I'm assuming the judge thought that he didn't actually have that money to pay it or something. I don't know. But I think that's clearly very weak. He's terrorizing the public. Um, but it is bad parenting. I often said, you know, there's a reason why he's stealing old women's puppies and jumping on uh, conservative Jewish men's backs. He's not going to, you know, tour black men in Tottenham because he knows he probably won't go home with all his teeth in his mouth. Um, so clearly, it's, it's, a, it's a disciplining issue. It's something that falls on his parents quite squarely on the shoulders. But it's also a, a penal system issue. And I think we need to address both. He's obviously an example of what happens when parenting goes very, very wrong. And look, we don't have Mizzy here to talk about his parents. Uh, Billy says he's not close enough to know uh, Mizzy's family. But on the penal system side of things, let's get over to Chris Adore Casey, joining us from Norway. And the reason that you're in Norway, Chris, to my understanding, is to learn a little bit about how they deal with um, youth crime there. So why do they get it better than here? Well, because first of all, um, when they t when you're talking about young teenagers, they don't criminalise young teenagers in Norway at all. And indeed, there are other countries that don't criminalise people until they're 18 years of age. And the reason for that is because, as I think Mizzy demonstrated pretty clearly in his interview with Piers, um, young uh, people and particularly young men don't really mature properly until they're into their 20s. And, and the level of immaturity uh, that you could see in that interview, I think, was clear for all to see. And frankly, um, it, when I watched Mizzy's interview, I thought that the whole thing was him playing around with Piers Morgan rather than the other way around. It rather looked like uh, he, he had kind of um, managed to get one over on Piers quite a lot of that interview uh, because ultimately Mizzy's objective is very clear, isn't it, to get as much attention as he can. Uh, and, and that's not dissimilar, I would, have, would suggest, from television presenters and media stars of every different generation and every age. It is about attention-seeking. Clearly, some of the things he'd done are, um, you know, are... are, are, are very unpleasant for the people involved. But, you know, we've had these kind of prank TV shows on mm. television for years and years and years. We remember in the 80s, there were programmes where people were had their cars crushed and they had no idea what was going on and they didn't consent to that in the first place. And, and you know, so, so is it a genre that is only available to middle-aged white presenters? Because it does feel a little bit like it. we've got an 18-year-old who's capturing a lot of attention, a lot of audience, um, and, and really, I, I think it's all a storm in a teacup. It, yeah, it, oh, Chris, I'm interested you saying that because I'm with you on a lot of TV personalities pushing the envelope as far as they can to generate engagement, not caring about negativity, let's just get attention. But there's one thing doing that, pushing the envelope, there's another thing, illegality. Uh, we've got some videos of Mizzy's antics, we can remind viewers of breaking into people's houses, stealing people's dogs, uh, leapfrogging over people on the street, you know, just pretty bad antisocial uh, behaviour stuff, but also some actual sort of pretty bad criminal acts. You've got walking into people's houses and things like that, and, you know. This is what has landed him in a lot of trouble with police. So could you really say this is on a par, Chris, uh, you know, with, I don't know, Jeremy Beadle and people back in the day? 
It's exactly on a par with it because the people who were subject of those pranks didn't get have have any consent. Uh, their friends set them up, or, or their family set them up for it, and and so I don't I honestly don't see the difference. It's it's a situation where people are taking advantage of other people to create content, which many many young people in particular on TikTok find funny. And so I just think you know he's 18 years of old old. He's quite immature. When you talk about criminal acts, I mean you know. It's on the margins of criminality, some of this stuff, as opposed to anything that would be particularly serious. I suspect eventually he'll grow out of it, um, as most uh, young people do, provided they're not locked up in prison. Because this is really where Norway have got it right. They don't lock people up in prison and they don't lock um, uh, young people up in prison unless they've done something really bad, uh, really extreme violence uh, and long-term mm. criminality. And, and if you lock teenagers up, the one thing you guarantee is when they come out of custody, as this young man will... I'm sure within days or a few weeks, when they come out of custody, they are more criminalised than when they went in. So if we're going to have this idea that we need to lock people up for longer and get tough and all this stuff, you end up with more crime in society as opposed to the sort of peaceful place we have here in uh, Oslo, where there's a £3,000 barbecue. It's not even locked up. They just leave it here on, on the side of the uh, on, on the side of the water because no one's going to steal it. And why is that? It's not because they're getting tough and cracking down on young offenders. It's because they do the opposite. Yeah, not going to see that uh, in the streets of London Manchester, Birmingham, anywhere around the UK, really, that £3,000 barbecue. Look, I want to come back to Billy uh, while we've got you, Billy, and some of those points that Chris made about entertainment. This is just entertainment, it's just TikTok. You know, do you think it's OK what Mizzy is doing to these people for entertainment? No, definitely not. Obviously, if you watch the interview I've done with him, like, I made it clear that I don't condone anything he's done. Um, but at the same time, though, like, to answer your question directly, no, it's not OK. But then to add some context, I feel like, similar to what he was saying before, like we are in an era where it's all about shock factors, all about attention. Even though I do um, internet and I do make content myself, I do understand that there is repercussions with just doing anything and everything for views. I'm trying to say to you, I'm busy being a prime example of that. So me personally, like, if I was to like, I don't know, advise any up and coming content creators, I would definitely say that like, don't feel the need to like, do whatever comes to your mind that's going to get views like actually think of like a legacy and try build something that's sustainable you know what i'm trying to say to you like running people's houses and taking dogs that's not sustainable there's like you can only do that once or two three times and then there's nothing you can do after that you know what i'm trying to say yeah i think that's actually very smart it isn't sustainable at all it's one and done uh look, esther we'll give you the final word on this um the solution to this you know we're hearing chris say you don't don't lock people up unnecessarily if it's not too criminal. I mean, could you agree with that? What's the solution oh, for someone like Mizzy? It depends on what you define as too criminal. I'm sure if that was his mother, that he had a young group of men breaking into a house, uh, he would feel a bit more different, differently about what is too criminal. Uh, the reality is there needs to be a deterrent in place because what you see happening now is because something like this is getting Mizzy the attention that he wants and the attention that he craves, you push the envelope and more people are incentivized to push the envelope. Today they're entering people's houses, tomorrow they're doing something even more and generally terrifying the general public. I made the point that if he was in a different country, if he was in the US for instance, they would actually have the right to shoot him. Um, so, you know, how far is too far before someone seriously gets hurt? It's not just about the fact that you don't think that what they've done is particularly criminal. It's also about the fact that how justified would someone be to react in a way that is generally in, in you know, in pursuit of preserving their own life as they see, you know, as being threatened. Um, so mm -hmm. I think it's something to not take lightly. And I think people that do take it lightly don't understand the, wise, the wider societal context and the issue here with just bad parenting as well.